Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach. Hey, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, God. We ask that you guide us. We give all glory in your name, God. We ask that you lead us in the way that you'd have us to go tonight, God. We ask that everything we say do is to the edification of your people, God. We ask that anything that you would have us to say, God, you speak through us with your Holy Spirit. We ask that if there's something that is on our minds, God, that you are wanting us to say and explain and teach, God, we ask that you we you bring it forth with clarity and understanding to where everyone listening can understand on the way that they need. God, we ask that anybody that needs something tonight, you give it to them, whether it be through our words or through our through our conversation tonight. God, we ask that you bless everyone listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You've reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you on tonight. Uh, we're getting ready to go over some good topics tonight. we got a, a great podcast lined up for you. We're excited to have everyone back in the studio. We're absent one seat, waiting for Patty. Hopefully she'll be back next week. But we're going to go around the table and start things off how we always do, in the same fashion we do. And I'm going to start out by asking Mark. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. Just been... Kind of relaxing, enjoying, trying to get better at studying and things like that, and just taking who, it as it comes. Just who go. Can't do that. Let me ask you that question. Get better at studying. I don't know anyone that can't. That's the thing. It's like it's something that's going to be a constant. Some things, sometimes stuff comes up in my life, and it's like, it's like kind of God trying to remind me. I feel like, like, hey. If you'd spend more time with me and less time dwelling on these things, your life would be a lot better. Like I said in Sunday school uh, last Sunday morning, you know, like I was, there's a lot of stuff I was very, 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 I think I inserted a couple more varies in there, lazy about. And now I'm trying to purposely get better at it. Right. You can tell a difference when you do, you feel better when you do than versus when you don't. Right. Casey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it's been a couple of real easy days at work. I haven't had much headache there, which has been nice. The most difficult thing I think I've dealt with for the last couple of days is I took Frankie out on a walk again today. And I think that I did more dragging than walking because for some reason birds were just extra attractive today. to Frankie. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, man. If he was any bigger than eight pounds, I would have been done for. Yeah, he'd have drugged you again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Bryce? My week's been good. It feels some tension going on, but other than that, I've, I've, do, I'm doing well. Trying to navigate through what, trying to look through the lens of knowing that God is doing something, and that's hard, harder, you know, to do than than it is to say. Absolutely, it's hard to look at something that's so stupid and so terrible and so doesn't make sense, and try to make sense of it in the lens of God is working for you and working something out in a way that you would not even imagine. So that's how my week's been. It's like one thing's up, one thing's down, and it just feels like sometimes it feels overwhelming. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if you guys get there, but I'm sure you do. You're humans. So, yeah. Yeah, been there. It's but, kind of part of the human condition is to have that type of feeling at least once or twice. You know, it gets to where it seems like it's overwhelming, and then, like I told you earlier, I've, I'll see a, a clip on uh TikTok or on Facebook Reels or on the uh, YouTube Instagram, Shorts. Yep, YouTube Shorts or Instagram Reels, and it, it's just something that's so reaffirming to me that God is with you, God is for you, is not against you. You know, 
uh, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, just stuff like that, that really lifts me up in this time and helps me to realize that God really is working, um, whether I see it or not. I just, sometimes you wish God would hurry up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Instant well, gratification. I was going to say, there, yeah. that's, that's a two side, two-edged sword there, because if he's going to hurry up with the good stuff, he can hurry up with the bad stuff, too. He can right. hurry up with the punishment for the things we do wrong instead of being patient. And long-suffering. And yeah. long-suffering, and let us come around to the right way of thinking. Right. So maybe we, I guess we should look at it that way, that if it's good for him to be patient and wait on the punishment side, it's good to be patient and wait on the positive side as well. Right. And even in the waiting, like you're saying, it's always amazed me whenever I'm thinking about it that you see God speaking or you see the Spirit speaking to you in things or places where you think, how on earth am I seeing it there? You right. know, like right. looking through Facebook and that's, for lack of better explanations, usually everybody's drama and everything else. That it's a trash on. can for every, it's social yeah. trash yeah. can basically. And then just in the middle of nowhere, like you said, something comes up that's just reaffirmation or encouragement for you. Yeah, it's total encouragement. That's why that's why everything in me wanted not to do a podcast tonight and be like, man, I just want to relax, you know, and take my mind off stuff. But then I'm like, I could have the same effect for somebody else. Right. And exactly. that makes me feel a lot better about what's going on, you know, being an example for somebody else, being a light in a dark place where people people do get down. I know I've experienced it before in my life. You know, people get down, people get frustrated with what's going on, but there's always hope. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just how you choose to see it, where you choose to look for it. You know, there's there's a false sense of hope in some things, yeah. but then you find a true sense of hope in what Jesus Christ has done for you and what he's doing through you. And the biggest thing that I can think of is what God has done in the past to yeah. help me understand that he's still working now. You know, he's done all these things for me before. What would make him stop at this point in time, you know? And it, it makes you check yourself. It yeah. does. It makes you check your uh, your spirituality, your uh, righteousness. Check your, your whole, ego at the door, too. Right. Make sure that you are within yourself uh, in, in Christ's perspective. You know, you're within the boundaries that he's laid out. You know, it makes you, is this something that I've placed on myself, you know, being this, 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 or this, you know, you go through the checklist and you're like, okay, I've tried to do this right. I've tried to pray. I've tried to be kind and be uplifting to people, um, be firm with people that are, you know, in a loving manner, but in a way that you will tell them the truth, you know, try to do everything properly to make sure that, you know, I, am I on the right track? You know, cause sometimes Satan wants to deceive you and tell you that what you're going through is your fault. You know what I mean? But I feel hope and peace in knowing that God's moving. Absolutely. And when you get through to the other side, it'll be It a makes faith it builder. so much better when you can see what God was doing, but it's so hard when you're looking, you know, yeah. you're looking fifty feet in front of you and God's in a mile ahead of you and just working right at working circumstances. So Yeah. I trust him. And that's the thing like what I brought Sunday morning and what your dad was pointing out was that that hope and that thing that's always there, but we get so centered of looking down at everything. We're not looking. It's like, Hey, I'm Look right up. here. Just keep going. It's going to happen. Right. And we just tend to get in ourselves a lot. And it's, I, I've tried to t preach this to people and uh, live it is it's harder to live it than it is to preach it. I understand that. But 
you should have like a one more a one more rule. Yeah. If if something's looking bad, um, give it one more day. If you're they'll say you're doing push-ups and you're you're done to the end, do one more. Exactly. If you're if you're if you're at your wits end, give it one more second. Give it a little time and you'll see what God was doing. And that's that's hard. Say with like push-ups, they call that training till failure. Right. Doing yeah. it until you can't do it anymore. But the thing is with God, there's no such thing as, as failure. failure. Right. And it's not like give him one more chance. I'm just saying when when things aren't looking right, you need a little just give it a little time. Right. When you think you can't go any further or do any more, just go a little further. Right. It's like like we always used to do down in the weight room that we used to always go to mm-hmm. down yep. below the one apartment building or even with training for running. It's like, okay, you know, we're doing sets of eight. I only got six. Like then the person who's spotting is like, here, I'll hold on. Let's just push one more. Even though right. you're they're not you're not doing it all yourself, you still have that you can still see that bars going up and you see your hand, you're the one pushing up. You can feel it when you're going. So even if physically it's not all there, you're getting the mind side and, and the realizing thing, it can do it. And the thing with that too, that there's peace and knowing there's always a spotter. Yeah. Yep. You you know that you're not gonna get choked out and there's the weight's not gonna be too much. The 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 spotter is always there to help pull it off of you. Oh, I got a story about spotters. If you want to talk about spotters, it's not always peaceful. <laughs> Stevie Russell used to be my spotter. We used to work out a lot together. Yeah. And one day he we were we were doing the flat bench. I'm like, okay, Stevie, just give me like five more on that side. And I went and I grabbed five, put it on that side. And he was on the phone, I think, was talking with Tiffany and listening to the radio. So he wasn't paying too much attention. He goes over there. He grabs a plate, puts it on. I go, all right. I go. I push it up. It's like, man, this is really, really difficult. <laughs> and then I, it's like, all of a sudden it comes down like right on my chest. I can't get it up off there. And he has to come running over. I'm like, what would you put out there? He'd put like a 10 on there. So it was um, just off. It was off. One, the five was enough extra for me to start with. But then putting 10 yeah, on the other side instead. Right. Yeah. It was already questionable to finish the five, but then <laughs> to have half of it have an extra five on it. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about God. He's not going to put too much on your uh, yeah, metaphorical put, barbell that you will can not, handle. He will, not put a, he will not put a 10 on there he will not when you ask for a five. More than you can bear. And whether you can see him moving or whether you, whether you can see him moving or not, the bar's moving. Yeah. I don't know if I could have done with both fives, but I guarantee you I could not do a five on one and a 10 on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that kind of puts us into our topic tonight. Our topic tonight is faith and it's surprising i've went back through this i've probably looked at these episode lists about 10 times since i've been down here it's odd that we have not touched on it yet had an episode about it yet we've had everything else around it and we have not once really delved into faith i don't know if that makes us lazy or just weird i think it's it's reflective honestly it's reflective of what's going on it has no more value anywhere else than it does right now i think it has the most value i mean not even just that i feel like i can only speak for myself but i think a lot of people relate that a lot of time in your personal life and your conversation sometimes your faith is the last thing to come up yeah yeah Yeah, it's true or sometimes we feel like people. what is what is what is the definition of faith mark give it to me i do have it pulled up already biblical biblical definition is i still use that anagram of i don't want the anagram i want the evidence of things not seen. I'll pull up that verse. I'm going to read pull the def- it, Pull it up because I want to talk about that. that. I want that to be my first topic tonight. All right. You talk on that for a second. I'll get that pulled up. Just now, going and going back while Mark's looking for that. 
working on things, it feels so much easier to talk about them. And it, I feel like you get through things better if you get it off your chest. Oh, absolutely. To where right now I'm working and I have to move on faith, you right. know, uh, in the situation I'm in. But it feels good to be able to release what is in me, I guess, so to speak. Absolutely. Whenever you are the only person that you're communing with yeah. on this or talking to, you know, one, you know all the facts and you know how you feel about it. But whenever you put it out into the open with somebody else, even if it's just down here when we're speaking to each other off the air for things. Yeah. It's a shared burden, first of all. Right. It makes you, it seem lighter. You can't encourage yourself. You can no, try. Right. Right. You can't truthfully. I think you can try to, not for lack of trying, you know, that right. you, that you haven't encouraged yourself. But the encouragement isn't the same when it doesn't come from somebody. Or the encouragement is a lot different when it comes from somebody you uh, admire or honor. Right. And if you feel like your world's falling apart, you're saying they're like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get it through it. But you still feel all of that. Right. Right. It's hard to convince yourself sometimes. Okay, let's hear it. I got it. I've got it. It's coming from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's hard. It is very hard because like that one line from the Sunday school lesson was, you know, the world says seeing is believing. God says believing is seeing. Right. Yeah. You believe it long enough, you'll see it. And let's talk about substance of things hoped for. What does that mean to you, Casey? I think it means that if you are hopeful for something and you have faith that it being in God's will, obviously, you can't say, I hope I'm going to have a Lamborghini. And I mean, maybe, maybe that's in God's will for you. It's possible. But you know what I mean? If you have faith for it, you believe that God is capable of it. You believe that it is something that would be productive in your life or assist you in your life and it's in God's will. If you have faith that it will be, it'll be. I think when I think of substance of things hoped for, I think of one who gives who gives the hope. Right. And one who has the ability to give true, undeniable hope in the presence of all hopelessness. Right. Uh, and I feel like it depends on what you hope for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people want, like you're saying, Lamborghini. Some people want these uh, trivial type things. But if you're hoping for something that is according to what God says that he's ready to give you, it's a lot different then. Right. It's like I'm hopeful for peace in my life. Hopeful for joy. Hopeful for purpose. Absolutely. Mark, what do you think about when you think of substance of things hoped for? Substance of things hoped for. What does substance mean? Oh, let me pull I can up. only think of like some unknown substance. Like if you have like a sticky slime or something on a table, right. you're like, what is that? What is this substance? But I don't think that's right. I no, don't think it's that's, the right one. <laughs> no, that's not, the, that's not the substance that we're looking for. Though uh, <laughs> I, I thought this said sticky, but it says waxy substance in one of the definitions. It's Look, a, we don't know Google does. That's right. I hope Google does. I don't know. Some of the answers I've seen sometimes, I'm not sure... Who's writing some of those answers for Google? <laughs> what does substance mean, Mark? So what it shows here is a particular kind of matter with uniform properties, which is also not what we're talking about right now. Right. Um, the real physical matter of which a person or thing consists and which has a tangible and solid presence or the quality of being important, valid, or significant. The only one of those that I think that would um, have any bearing on this would be the second one would be the closest because it's like, 
and I was pulling up the verse. I wanted to get it in the King James, not in whatever version they had it listed in this article where I found the one I was looking for. Yeah. And it is in, oh, that's not the right chapter, but it was in Corinthians and I'm going to find it. I know the verse is 28. It's got to find the right chapter. Um, it's where you speak things that as, aren't, that aren't as though they are right. Whether, and that can be physical things like a spouse, a car, a home, safety, security, things like that. It can be an emotional well-being. It can be anything. It doesn't even have to be something physically tangible, but it can be. Right. And when I think of substance, I think of like the basis, you know, as a synonym for it, the basis of things hoped for. Go ahead and find that one. Mark, I'm going to ask you another question, Casey. You ready? So ready. Evidence of things unseen. That is so hard. Yeah. A lot of the times we think of evidence and it's something that you can set Tangible, in front of somebody. Right. It's to something prove it. you can it's feel. always something you can put your hands on. Is right. right. Only, you know, like I remember it's, it's funny how much we talk about Cliff. But like the one lady he was talking to, she said, if you can show me the medical the records. medical records of Jesus, I'll believe in him. Yeah, but that's not faith. No. It's the no. evidence of things unseen. That just the sentence itself kind of doesn't make sense. It seems like it contradicts itself. Right. Based on how we understand things, at least. Right. But when you're talking with God, he does things in such a different way that when you he's doing something, the evidence is of something you cannot see. That's true. And I'm thinking we talk about situations in our lives and them being faith builders. Right. I think the unseen movement of God unseen physical movement of God, at least. Right. Your faith is the resulting evidence. We think of evidence like you're trying to prove something to me. Right. But in this case, maybe what's left evidence over. comes after, after right. the act. Right. What's left over. Right. And and that's what happens too. Like on you think of a crime scene. Mm-hmm. The evidence is stuff left behind after the scene has happened. Right. We're thinking of faith as the the trial for Up the crime. Front. Right. Right. Where you're trying to prove it. And I think for lack of better words with the uh, scenario, God's movement and God's goodness is the crime and faith is what's left over. Right. And the only thing that happens after is your faith gets stronger or your faith, I think sometimes your faith can get weaker on it depends on if you hope for the right substance. Right. Okay. I got right author, wrong book. (laughs) It is still Paul. Okay. Well, you could have been right with any book in the half of them. (laughs) 14 of them. Yeah, you could have been correct with calling it Paul. Let's hear it. It's Romans 4.17, and I know we've used this before. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, speaking to Abraham, Yeah. before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calls those things which be, that which be not as though they were. Talking about speaking things into existence, you know, it's like, because words have power. Right. Especially if it's, you're very specific with what you're asking for. And it takes faith to do that. It does. Absolutely. I've been thinking all night, and I apologize if this isn't totally on topic, but the king in the Old Testament that was given so many years to live was told to get his house in order. I think it was Hezekiah. It was Hezekiah. I knew it was an H, but I want to say Habakkuk. I knew that wasn't right. Right. No, it was a prophet. Right. But I'm thinking to have the faith to turn to God and say, I've done all these things as you asked me to. I think that's evidence of faith, too. Yeah. To be willing to even stand up and say. To have the nerve to say something like that. Right. He had to have faith that God was going to deliver. 
You just said my 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 body that is dead cannot praise you like my body that's alive. Right. Fifteen more years. There you go, sir. Yeah. And and even when you talk about um, Ezekiel going down, was it Ezekiel to the dead bones or Elijah? Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah. When he said, "Speak, speak no. to the dead bones as though they live." The Valley of Dry Bones. Isaiah. Valley. That's Isaiah. Let me double check. But I'm I pretty say, sure. I thought it was one of the E's. It's either Ezekiel or, or Elijah. That's what my thoughts were. I think it's I Elijah. Think I can very well be wrong. We might all be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's. I was wrong. It is Ezekiel. Look at Bryce go. See, I should have just went with my That's why God. you're the president. No, but I'm just saying. More it takes proof faith. that professors don't know everything. <laughs> God told him to go to these dry bones. Look at it. Right. Look at the evidence in front of you of what is. And, and think about what you know in your natural mind and you're looking at it. You're like, there is no way physically possible. But that's the thing. God does not work and he had And Ezekiel had the perfect answer. Whenever God asked him what he could do, it's like, well, you know. Because I surely don't. Just tell me what you want me to do, and that's what I'll be doing. Exactly. That's a mindset that we all need to get in sometimes. I think myself, not including, no, I am bossy sometimes, but we all want to be in charge. Absolutely. We all want to think that we know it all. We have the best answer. Let's talk about wanting to work it out. Why, If you knew going into a situation that God was trying to do something for you, you would not try to work so hard against it. Absolutely. Well, we get this whole mindset. It's like, well, we know God says he's going to do this, but is he I trying, have to be involved. Right. Is he trying to do this with me? Is he trying to do that? Let him work. We want to be involved. We feel like, you know, we we have problems with this hands-off faith. Well, and he's we're trying to put value to ourselves by yeah. being a part of it. You know what I mean? And we get so caught up in the moment is the thing. You know, we focus so much on, oh, God promises all good things to his children. I don't know what the verse is or if it even is a verse, but it's just a thought. Yeah. And we don't realize that sometimes good things come out of bad situations. Definitely. He turns the bad things around for your good. Right. We get so caught up in the moment of it, how we feel that we want to be out of it right now that we don't even take the time to let God continue to do his work. If you pull the cake out of the oven halfway through the baking— it's not a it's cake. It's not a cake. It's, it's mush. nasty. Yeah. yeah. And and us trying to get into being a part of the solution, we end up being a part of the delay of what Absolutely. God is trying to do. It's like, yeah, you want to get hands on. Okay, you've got your hands on, but if you take your hands off, it'll get done. Do and you physically put your hands in the oven when the cake's baking? Absolutely not, sir. No. <laughs> I was going to say. trying to get burnt. Let the, it cook. The The environment isn't right for you to do that. Right. And if if we if we got to a point where we got burned when we tried to get in on on fixing what God is working on, we'd keep our hands off. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes that for people, though. Some, yeah, some some are slow learners. We'll put it that way. Some are some have to repeat the class a few times. Well, I just some kids touch the stovetop four times. Sometimes make it on the first try. Some yeah. kids listen to their parents and just take never their touch word it for it. Yeah, never right. touch it the first time. They believe that their parents have know what's best, and how much better could the heavenly Father do for us? Absolutely, He knows what's best for us. I will say the one time, like I told you guys, when my sister was chasing me when I was younger. It wasn't that I even was purposely doing it. It was just in the spur of the moment. I was like, I got to put something between me and her. And without thinking what I was doing, because I was not intentionally that my, I didn't think in my head, like, I'm going to put my hand right here. Yeah. And that, like, that's a thing. That's too. a different thing. That's a thing too. People yeah. get, you know, they're not trying to get in the way. 
But in turn, they're... They just get right in the way. You they're get getting panicked. Wrong spot. Built, you yep. want to move. It didn't Anxiety. Change, it didn't change the burns on my hands that I didn't mean to do it. Right. right. You still got burns. I still had the burns. So here's my thought, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or agree with me if you feel like I'm right. Faith and trust are hand in hand. Absolutely. They are. I feel like they're... They've got to be sending them somewhere. You can't have one without the other. Can I use my anagram this time? Sure. Faith is forsaking all I trust him. So you can't have faith without trust. Right. Yeah, I said they're synonyms, yeah, but I think I, there's a difference. I yeah. think trust has to be built and earned. I think faith is trust in spite. Yeah. In spite. Yeah, true. I feel I the same thing. It's kind of like knowledge and wisdom we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You use one and then the other is built. Right. Exactly. The other one you have and the other one is something that's acquired. I think over time, and I think a lot of your faith has to do with what you've been, what you've seen God do through your situation. And that's the thing too, with you can have, you have the faith first, then you get the trust. I think you can tell by the people that if they're not willing to trust, they're not really using their faith. They're not believing what God said he was going to do. They're taking their, if, if they're not building trust, they're not actually actively using the faith. Hold that thought. I want you to look up the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So here's what, off the top of my head, I'm going to shoot them off. I don't know if this to be, I know them. I'm pretty sure these are it. Knowledge, wisdom, uh, the gift of speaking in tongue, miracles, healing power, and interpretation. I think that's all of them. Spirit of discernment. And discernment. Okay, there's seven. Okay, let me look it up. Let me switch to the, the King James. The switch the different versions. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> Just what are they, Mark? I'm I'm switching it to the King James so the words are right. Where is? Oh, there it is. I'm gonna say it's like halfway down the list. I think it was an NIV or whatever to start with, but it says now concerning this is starting in chapter twelve of First Corinthians. Yep. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Let's actually go down a just, couple of verses to the see, gifts. Yeah. yeah, see what the gifts are. He's got a couple of verses of where he just talks to him. Now there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Where did they start? Okay, here we go. For to one is given the Spirit of the Word of Wisdom, and to another the Word of Knowledge. Then we have faith. Then we have the gifts of healing. Working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, which means more than one, interpretation of tongues. Was that seven? Did you say so? Wisdom, knowledge, faith. wisdom, and faith. So faith is was, the one that everyone has. So that that totally demolishes what I was going to say. I didn't think faith was in there. It's in there, but I th- so I know that you. That makes sense though, because some people have a supernatural. Faith. Yeah. I think everybody's given a portion Every, of faith. That's a trying, yep, everyone is there given is a, a measure of faith. Yep. Everyone is given a measure of faith, whether you believe that or not. But I think you have to do something with it too. Yeah. Exactly. It makes me think of the it, um the master who went away and gave talents away. Yep. You know, we use that as growing your gifts in God's kingdom, but the same thing, your faith, if you decide to do nothing with it, you if don't you put it in it. anything. Right. You're not gonna have any return on it. Nope. And I would say out There's of those, no ROI. Return yeah. on investment. The one that um, buried the talent, I don't think he really trusted the master. He didn't trust the master's foresight in his ability. Absolutely. Because the, the master looked at him and said, he's worthy of five talents. 
He'll um, grow them. He'll he can grow handle them. it. He can handle two talents. He'll grow them. He can handle one. He'll grow it. I'm sure there there it doesn't say it, but I I feel like there's got to be someone in there that he's like, I don't think he can grow them. He wouldn't give it to you if he didn't think that he could do thing. something with they, it. He he gave them what he felt they could handle, and he seen it in them, and he expected them all to give that same growth, the same way that our master looks at us and says, I have given you these things because I know you can produce. Absolutely. I know what is in you. I know what you're capable of. Trust me. I made you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, and it's, and we're the ones that get in the way. Sometimes we're that one servant that says, you know what? He gave us to me. He says, I can grow this, but I also know that I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to hold on to it because I know he doesn't like to take too many risks. He wants what he gave me back. He wants it back. Right. So I'm going to hold on to it nice and tight and bury it nice and deep. So that when he comes back, he can't say I lost it or, or anything. I have exactly what he gave me. Yep. But then that doesn't gain anything. That talent doesn't do anything if you're just holding on to it. It does not do any. Faith is a muscle. It absolutely that is. That is exercised and will grow weaker if you don't use it. Same yep. muscle. Is it atrophy? Yep, like muscle. if you yep. break your leg or something, you yep. come back and you got one leg that works and one that ain't too great. It's like skinny, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be used. It's not just a Sunday thing. Obviously, it doesn't take much faith to get up on Sunday and go to church. No. Yeah. It, your faith is built throughout your life circumstance. Uh, everything that's thrown at you throughout the week is something that is intended to build your faith. I think it's built up during the week, shown off on Sunday. Flexed. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know because that's a, the the rest of the week is the is the preparation the preparation rounds. the practice yeah. the game day the getting ready and then the Sunday is actually performing yeah Sunday's your high school reunion after you lost all the weight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody saw you sweating yeah oh good for you Mark <laughs> you, you, we were talking earlier this oh well, Sunday we were talking about. This topic, do you have any questions for us? I know you do. It's just kind of a formality that I had to say that. Oh, my my pointers <laughs> I was saying. Okay, so I guess since we're, especially because we're on faith, so ask to both of you, and I'll answer as well, maybe. Um, hey. <laughs> I might hold on to that talent. Um, for starters, why is faith important? Casey, he nominated you. I'll take the next That's one. That's how it usually goes. I'll take the uh, next no, one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think that you can, I mean, obviously we know that you can live without it because people do, but I don't think that you can live to the fullness and tension that God has in your life without it. Without it, yeah. I think without faith that God's working in every circumstance, even when it looks bad, I'd be miserable. I don't even think that's life half the time if you're spending the entire time thinking there's no purpose or no point to what's going on. That's why people kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lack of hope, but it's not because hope's not there. It's because... You choose not to believe it. Yeah. And the only way you can believe in God and believe in it is have faith. Yeah. Absolutely. Because faith comes by things that are... Not seen. Not seen. And that's the hardest part for a lot of people, including myself. More specifically myself, it's a lot easier for me to, you know, believe that that chair is brown because it's sitting there and it's brown. It's, you know, simple. But when you think about... When you think about faith, you have to, and that really got me on Sunday morning. I was reading it, and it was when we were talking about it uh, on Sunday school. 
some people say seeing is believing, but then God says to believe is to see. Is to see. And I just thought you continue to believe and one day you'll see it. Yeah. And I think I think that's some sometimes a reason for my hope. You yeah. know what I mean? I believe that God will do what he says he do and I just am crazy enough to believe till I see it. It's not like faith is this complex concept for people. No. no. Even people who don't believe or who aren't Christians, there's this thing. I see it all over TikTok called I'm gonna manifest this. I'm gonna speak it into the world and I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna believe Where it's did gonna they happen. Hear that from? Well, right. And they're like, <laughs> and it's gonna happen to me because the universe is going to send it my way because I manifested it. That's just faith and you're putting it in the wrong place. And here's the thing, and you think about it, even if they don't have their faith in the right spot, they have faith in something else. They had faith that when they got in the car, there's that they, they knew they had gas in it. The but when they start it, it's gonna start. Right. They had faith. But when they sat in the chair, it was going to hold them up. They that don't goes, think about it. That goes along with that measure of faith that everybody has. It's just something that's rudimentary for yeah. everyone. It's uh, pre-installed. Pre-installed. <laughs> there you go. So I got I got something a little verse right here. But sanctify. What's the? Give us the verse. No, I'm not telling you. Guess <laughs> you can guess it. I'm sure you can get it. It's a good one. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Let me take a stab. Is it 1 Peter 3.15? Yes, sir. Got you it. guys are so good. That's that's one of that's probably the only one that could potentially unseat my top verse, but I still it's a close second. So Let's let's break it down a little bit. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. First thing, I'm gonna pull this one up here so I can go as we're going through this. Too. That's the first thing you got to do to be able to give a reason for your hope, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. And I think a lot of that, it could be give an answer for your for your faith. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. In order for somebody to ask you about it, it has to be visible in your life. Yeah, absolutely. They can't, they can't ask you about something that they can't, they can't at least prove. tell is there. Right. There's no evidence of it. I want to see what word was used for fear there. I know this is Greek instead of in Hebrew, but... That doesn't mean they didn't reuse a similar word. So I don't think you have to be afraid. That's no. not what it's saying. No, no. So it's a different word. It's the Greek word is phobos, but it's used for fear and terror, but it's more as a reverential type of fear. Like yeah. awe. Like how, you know, the, the fear of the Lord is beginning in wisdom it doesn't mean you have to be scared of him. It's being in awe and understanding what he is is the beginning of the knowledge and the wisdom. It's like think, terrible and awesome being the same word sometimes. Well, they, and I think too a lot of the same place. A lot so hope has to do with something that's in the future, right? You can't tell me that there's not a little bit of fear for what's the future holds. Oh, absolutely. I could even see being because they're from the same type of word, yeah. awe and terror. All his heads, you see something happen, and it's you're amazed what God can do. Flip side, you don't have that hope. It's terror because you're because you see what God can do. You're looking at the same thing. You've got the wrong mindset. Well, it's just all on which side of the coin you're on. Exactly. Right. And you say that about fear for the future. 
I don't think that somebody's even going to be interested in your hope unless you're in the middle of something that looks like it's hopeless. Exactly. Absolutely. They're, they're not even going to care or believe. Right. Who would believe someone that has a perfect life that's saying, oh, just wait a little longer. Just just go on a little further. You'll make it if they've never been through something. You can't be hopeful unless there's a reason to be afraid. Right. Precisely. Let's talk about meekness in there. What is What is meekness? Meekness is having all of the power, but being able to control how much you give out. Bridled, basically. Yeah. Like the well, bit, Patty like, spoke about. No, that, no, Riley. Riley spoke Control, about that. I need a bit. Yeah. Yeah, she needs a bit. Controlled power. Mm-hmm. And why would they put it in giving an answer for your hope? You want my answer on that one? Let's think. Let's talk about it. My thought is this: because if you if you've done your study and you've also had the experience. You know the answers to the test. Right. You know if the person asking you is on the wrong side of it. Yeah. You have that much understanding. And it's instead of using what you know to tear them down, it's tempering it down and using it to build them up. So instead of getting out the whole gospel sledgehammer, right, you're just giving them a little bit of the message to kind of cheer them up, to kind of point them in the right direction so that they don't have to go through the negative side of it. Kind of being a reason or giving them a reason or being being the reason of hope. My thought, and I could be wrong so you guys can correct me, I think you could replace meekness with humbleness there too. Yeah, I think if somebody's think asking synonym. you for your hope, you say, well, I've just made it through all of this and you know, I know I can make it through again. When in reality, I think being humble in the situation is realizing that you didn't make it through a single thing on your own. Mm-mm. It's saying... Well, God's been good to me. Even when things haven't been great, he's given me a reason to believe that he's working in it. And I feel like there's there's hope in God's meekness. Absolutely. Because if God gives you meekness, he has the he has meekness. If he wasn't meek, we'd all be. Then there would be real fear of the Lord. Yeah, we'd it, be on that terror side. It'd be on the terror <laughs> side of the coin. You know, you'd be in the right hand with the goats instead of the left with the, or the left hand with the goats and the right with the sheep. Yeah. So again, it's just a case of it's, Everyone's looking at the same thing, but which way are you looking at it? That's up to you. Exactly. That, that's a choice that's always yours. Let's look at verse 16. I've just seen some a couple of things in here, too, that I like. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that they falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well doing than for evil doing. So you went down, I think, even to 17. Yeah, I, I went on a little further. That's okay. It fits. It's all still going together. Isn't that a hard concept to grasp? That even if you do good, you still have the ability to suffer. Right. Doing good doesn't mean that life's going to be good. No. But that's what faith helps. But it says right there, it's a lot better to suffer for well-doing than it is for evil-doing. Right. Because the suffering doesn't last. That's all I was about to say. Any suffering that you have, as long as you're doing what's right, is temporary. Yeah. So, uh, there's a verse I want to say. It's in Proverbs. Um, Sorrow cometh for the night, but joy, joy cometh in the morning. Sorrow may endure for Sorrow the night. Sorrow may endure for the night, but, but joy. joy cometh in the morning. Yeah, I, I like that scripture. That's helping me out a lot right now. That's that's in my like I said that's in my top three if not top two. It, it makes it, me th- it's making a hard push. The more I, <laughs> the more I study, it's making a hard push for number one. It makes me think of somebody who's wrongfully convicted for a crime. 
Yeah. They may go to jail for God only knows how many years, but at the end, unless they, they die there, which does happen. Yeah. They're granted their freedom at the end, usually with reparations exactly, with for the, reparation. the mistake. Yeah. There is a big payout for somebody who does that. Yeah. And that's the only thing holding me together right now. I'm waiting, not waiting for the payout because that sounds so But understanding that God's doing something better. Say, but you have faith that God's doing something good in your life and that gives you the hope to make it right. through until it's made Absolutely. manifest. Absolutely. All right, ready for question two then? Yes. This one's all Bryce's. This one, well, I'll start it off. <laughs> Let's hear it. Is, it. is it cheating if he already has an idea of what the questions are? I kind of do, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm going to say. Um, so why is it important to share our faith? I know we've touched on that a little bit in that. Why is it important to yeah. share it? Besides the fact that we have the instruction here from good old Peter. Well, I'd say we have the instructions. That's the first reason why it's important because God said to. The second reason it's important, I think, just kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, is it it feels pretty good to get some stuff off of your chest. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it helps helps you more than you would understand. And it's important to share what we've been through. And I'm I'm taking faith not as like my faith in not necessarily faith in Jesus Christ as my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not sharing that. I'm sharing the faith that I have that has been proven, that has been tried and proven. And that's what I'm thinking of on your question. And that's important because it's even though we want them to have a relationship with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus is your own. Right. Well, and but, you got it, you're giving them examples of why exactly. It's, but you can show them why you have the faith that you why have. Why it's worth it. Yeah, so they can grow their own relationship with him. Mark, if I came to you and said, hey, I want you to do this, this, and this, but I have no proof that it'll work, would you ever, you know, wonder to do it, you know, or think to do it? That's a hard question. If I, I guess, no, if it's like, hey, I want you. Do I you, know you well or not know you well? I'm coming up to you fresh on the street. Complete stranger? Probably not. Go to that stop sign down there at this block and run to that block. And it'll help your health out. It'll be it'll be good for your health. Uh, your knees won't hurt. Nothing like that. You don't know me. I don't know you. I have no proof. I'm a big fat slob <laughs> that has no idea about health. You have to have gone through something to be able to tell somebody something about faith. Exactly. I will say it. One of the races I ran, one of the guys who was, uh, I guess, a grand marshal, whatever, he let everything off and actually finished it as well, was like uh, one of the winners from The Biggest Loser. Yeah. There, so it's like again, it's a case of it's proven. He's proven it, right? That it that you can do it. The Bible says, "Faith without works is dead." Yeah. Faith without proof and evidence that faith works is dead to somebody who needs an example. Yeah, absolutely. Maya, take on why it's important to share it, and knowing you too as well as I know you, we use measure, and I said portion initially. So, me and my food metaphors. If you've baked an entire meal or if you have leftovers or if you've taken everything that you need and there's still some left, you saw somebody starving, I know both of you well enough to think that you would give, give over it. whatever you had. Right. I think faith is a lot of the same way. You have your portion and you have what you need. You've taken what you need. Not that you can never have too much faith. Right. But you see somebody who has none and you think, maybe I could assist here. I'm going to give you a reason to want to have it. Right. And here's the other thing. 
when you talk about a measure of faith, you notice it never says exactly the size of that measure, but the only measurement of faith mentioned in the Bible is faith as the grain of a mustard seed. Right. I'd almost guarantee if, because if the way it's put out is that we're to share, whether it's talents, whatever it is, we're right. to, to spread it out. <laughs> I would probably with 100% certainty want to say that we are given more faith in the mustard seed. So we have it to share. All we need to move the mountains is the it mustard goes, seed. It goes further even on in that in that parable and teaching. The mustard seed grows up to be a great tree where the exactly. birds lodge. That's what I was about to say. So you're you might being have wasteful. a seed to start, but you have to put it in the right environment and choose to take care of it and choose to put effort into it. You know what else a, a plant does? What? It grows up and goes to seed. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You have- It creates more. And that's the other thing. It creates more, but even then, whatever you have, you really only need just a tiny bit of it. Yeah. So you're almost being like that- Selfish. Kind you're of. being selfish like that first uh, servant that had the one talent that buried it because he was right. scared of it. Right. You're holding on to a little bit of faith that you can share because you're scared that- Something's going to be required of it. You don't want to lose it. You want to, when when the accounting is called, you want to have everything you had. You want to be where you were. Exactly. Not where you can be. Complacency. Yeah. Complacency kills. Sure does. The Bible says that faith without works is dead, but your salvation is not wrought out by works. It's wrought out by faith. Correct. You get your salvation by having faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on, on Calvary's Hill what God the Father did on the Resurrection Sunday, you have to have enough measure of faith to believe that. I think the works is the part that you share. That's that, you know, the you don't need the faith for salvation, but once you have the salvation, the works show, and that's what you can share, and that can grow someone else's faith. Without faith, works is work. Exactly. With faith, it's natural. Right. And I think the works, too, where was my thought going? You messed me up, Casey. I'm so sorry. It doesn't That's probably say, my fault, here, actually. It doesn't say not to do works. No, no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say to stop working. You no. Know? You have to build your faith, you know, and everything will test it. Everything will. The only thing it says about works is that's not where you get the salvation. Right. Lest any by, man should boast. Right. It's not by works alone. So there are people that they have that thought that, okay, I have my faith, but if I don't have faith and I have the works, then I'm not good. And they and they put such a heavy lean on the work side of it that the faith side of it kind of atrophies, like the muscle from earlier. And it doesn't it doesn't glorify anybody but themselves. Exactly. I say there's people who claim to have faith and do everything that a good Christian or a good man or a woman of faith should do, but all they do is talk about how they did it. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of faith has to do with everything that you don't do. Absolutely. Faith has faith has one thing to do with you, and it's just you believing and trusting it. Say, faith is knowing that you didn't do a single thing; you just happen to be the vessel or the uh, that was the used. tool that was used. I got to pull up one here because this one that popped in my head, and I had to find out what it is. And it's going; it's right on that whole faith and works thing, and it kind of answers it for everybody. Um, while I wait for it to pull it up, it's James two and eighteen. So let me just get that. Why did it get smaller there? It gave me a separate window. I didn't want a separate window. I was just trying to type into one I already had. <laughs> it's playing games with me. And this is what James 2.18 says. 
Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You're not trying to lean everything on works. If you have worked out your faith, you have that strength, you have that relationship, people will tell by the works you've done. And not necessarily the works themselves, but your attitude when you're doing them. Right. It's not going to be a me mentality. They it's go, not going to be. They go hand in hand. They do. But too many people try and use just one of them and say, that's the only way. Right. When it says clearly, you're going to have both. But they both have different jobs. Just like my arms have one job, my feet have another. I got to have them both. But I don't need, I'm no good with just one of them. Right. Well, with that, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm thankful we've talked about this tonight. It's really encouraged me, and I hope it's encouraged everyone who's listening. Well, I had one more. Oh, you got one more? Yeah, one more. I didn't know that. Let's hear it. Oh, then you. I was going to say it was in it because the other half was what are some tips for sharing your faith or standing strong in your faith? I the last one, Casey. You're up. I don't feel like Mark has started one at all. Yeah, Mark, let's yeah. Ask, what are I your started tips? By, I Come started on, Mark. by asking the questions. <laughs> what are your tips, Doesn't Mark? that count? Come on. No, it doesn't. It doesn't count? <laughs> one, two, three, four. That counts. <laughs> tips for sharing your faith is... Can I say my tip? <laughs> I want to answer the question oh, before <laughs> Mark goes. It's like an old Nike Sloan, I guess. Slogan. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Don't be boastful about it. No. Because... The Bible says a man who prides in himself or becomes boastful of himself will see damnation or will see his boastfulness. He'll see it go straight down the toilet, you know. Yeah. Um, do it with total edification and the lifting up and the glorification of the name of Jesus and our Father. And that's the thing, like I was saying back with the whole works and the faith thing. When they see what you're doing, when they see what you're telling them and when you're sharing it, they can tell the reason behind it. Yeah. As it goes back with a, with a Oh, I got another tip. First Peter. I have to go before Bryce to be, the next tip. To be always ready to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope. So they see the hope to start with. Right. They see that you have a hope in something like Chris said, maybe you're in a hopeless situation and yet you're still hopeful. Yeah. So they can see it already. They just want to know why. My answer is remember more flies are caught with honey. Then with vinegar. Yeah. That's a good one. At the end of the day, if you're sharing your faith with somebody, you should be sharing joy. I don't want to say the good parts because it's all good, but don't say that if you don't have faith, this is what's going to happen to you. Right. Yes. You never go to a job interview or read a job description. It tells you um, the work environment's terrible and you're going to be overwhelmed all the time. It tells you the benefit first. Right. And that goes back to even with the meekness thing. It's like, yeah, you could give them the whole other side and be justified in doing so. But at the end of the day, is that going to be a benefit to them and a benefit to the kingdom of God? One of the things that I liked about when we talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the the saying that stuck in my mind is for the profit with all. Yeah. Does does it benefit everybody involved? Um, If not... Some some things aren't meant to do that. I understand that, but at the end of the day, does it does it benefit everyone around in the situation? If you're coming and sharing your faith with with some sort of a bitterness of what has happened, does it benefit? No. Was are you it, are you pushing them to the awe side of the coin or the terror or fear side of the coin? Right. 
Here's my next tip. A sermon lived is better than one preached. Amen. And that goes I would agree. That goes right 100%. along with right along with your 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 sayings, Mark talking about um for the reason of hope, they've seen it, you know. It's so much easier to show somebody. And my in my understanding of learning and and doing stuff, I I like to see it. And I like to have examples, you know. I like to if I'm working on something, I look up on YouTube. Yep. And I look, I watch someone else do it and they show me the little pitfalls and the little time savers, you know, they're like, Hey, you can do it by doing this, this, and this. But if you do this one little step right here, it'll save you 15 minutes. And you're like, it wouldn't have saved me 15. That'll save me an hour. You know what I mean? Cause I don't yeah. mess around forever. 15 minutes for someone who's been doing it for 20 years. Right. And they're <laughs> saying, and, and, and that's one thing too, about giving, giving hope. You're trying to kind of save somebody from the downfalls that you've had you're trying to kind of uh guard somebody from going to the same place you went you know you're like hey i've been there it's not good right here's how you can sneak around it you know get a, get away from it and share your faith with action okay so here and here's some proof to your the truth of proof your statement of a sermon lived is better than a sermon preached if i were to i took a picture of, say, this room. I could describe it to you exactly, and or I could show you a picture of it. Which one's going to be easier for someone to know what this room's about? Picture. Because you'll be able to process everything I'm trying to tell you faster and process, than me describe it. You process it in a way that you understand, too. I can tell you, Casey, how to do X, Y, and Z till I'm blue in the face. But it'd be so much easier for you to be like, watching me do it and you're saying, okay, I could do it this way, still come out to the same result, but it works better for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's easier seeing. Right. That would be the one instance where I say seeing is believing because then it'd be a case of they see the hope in us by how we react to situations. Right. And that's man to man too. I want to make that. Yeah. That's, that's got to be clear. Seeing is believing sometimes between men and men. Yeah, man and woman, you know, you see yeah. what they do and you believe who they are. And with God, you believe what he said and then you'll see it at yeah. the end of the day. That is a very good stipulation that it's on a person-to-person basis, right. not person-to-God basis. Right, because sometimes you won't see, because he does things so, the Bible says he's mysterious, he does things as high as the heaven are above the earth, as so is his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. You will not understand what is going on and why it is going on until you're past it. Yeah. And I would say a tip I don't there, just be bold. Don't be afraid. Yeah. I mean, the worst they can do is just look at you, shake their head, say, that's nice, and then forget you said anything. Could be in chickens. Yeah. That's what's got us into the society, mess society is, and the church in general is, is all that people stay in silent instead of saying something. Yeah. Be bold about it. If you're not bold enough to tell your about your faith, he said, if you're ashamed of me in front of men, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my father. And again, that's not like beating them over the head with the Bible. Right, right. Let's use the meekness and use some right. of that temperance and things like that to do it. There's a you can I guess what's the phrase we hear a lot is read the room. Right. You can tell know your audience. Know your audience. You can tell, you know, okay, you look at someone, you can see they're broken down, they're hurting. They're not going to want to hear, well, you need to quit this and do this. They need to hear. They well, want a hug. They want a hug. They want 
salmonella, it's going to get better. We don't know how. We don't know the situation. Compassion, but it, yeah. Yeah. The compassion and what honesty. Yep. Um, And they just want to know that if nothing else, sometimes they're sharing your faith is just listening to whatever they're saying. Maybe you don't have to tell them anything. Right. If they know, they can come to you. And that, whereas everyone else may judge you or right. judge them. Right. I know if I go to so-and-so, if I go to Casey, she's going to listen. If I go to Bryce, he's just going to listen and tell me, you know, hey, you know, it's going to it's gonna be okay and kind of leave it kind of at that. And then they also can see, you know, then their experience is they find out oh, they've been through this and look at how they're doing. They'll know something's different because the world doesn't offer that. No. It offers, well, there's a lot of reasons. And, it's, and usually it's, oh, it's someone else's fault. It's not you. Or it's a self-quick fix thing. Yeah, trying to give you a 12-step program Yep, to get everything fixed. With that, are you going to talk, Casey? I was going to say, my uh, my final saying is one that I use often to get what I want whenever somebody doesn't want to do it. And they'll know if they're listening. You're a chicken if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I'm going to go ahead and say what I was starting to say before Mark Got us one more so question. Rudely. It was rude, Mark. So rude. <laughs> hey, it was a well-needed question. No, I, I agree totally. I'm just joking. I know. Um, but with that, I want to say that this is giving me encouragement and and peace of mind, knowing that God is faithful in all things, in all ways. He's good. He wants the best for me, even though that I can't see it sometimes. We always hear people say this, and it seems comical or rote to just say it. Yeah. Or by ritual, but, you know, the old saying of God is good all the time, all the time and God is good. Yeah. It's legit. Simple. Yeah. Straight into the point. That one's been tried in the fire and it's been found to be faithful. Yeah. A, a true statement too. So with that, I'm just going to say thank you guys for hopping on with us. I appreciate you two for coming down and spending some hours with us and just chatting and having a good time. And with that, I'm going to say love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.